Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello, welcome to a very special episode, bonus episode, if you will, of our AEW review. Um, today, myself and Big Tasty are going to be talking about the second show that was on YouTube of the Women's Eliminator Tournament that discovered the Japanese semifinals and the remaining two first round matches of the um, US side of the tournament. Um, pretty mixed bag of a show, really, wasn't it? It was. I liked a lot of it. Um, before we I, jump, I really enjoyed it. Before we Again. jump into that, though, this we have to talk about. So it is currently the twenty fourth of February. It is about five, about half past five in the afternoon, and about two hours ago, um, AEW broke the internet, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, some huge, 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 very, very big news. Um, gigantic, if you will. Paul White, aka the Big Show, has signed with AEW. Um, it was revealed he is going to be as a commentator on their new show called AW Dark Elevation, which will be um, debuting in the next couple of weeks, I believe it was. Yeah, it's going to be on Monday nights on YouTube. On a, a Monday nights on YouTube, yeah. Um, they said they're going to announce his commentary partner tonight, which we've kind of just been speculating before we started recording this as to who it could be, whether it's going to be another big name or whether it's just kind of he's going to you, they're going to use him to kind of give the rub to somebody else, so to speak. Or whether they're uh, just like, oh, it's Excalibur. <laughs> if, it's, if it's like anyone they've already got, like if it's JR of Excalibur, I'll be like, oh, fuck's sake, because Excalibur's a good commentator, but... But they have what? announced that he is going to be returning to the ring as well, though. Did they? Yeah, in the press com- in the press release. I, it shows how much I've read the press, press release. So we are going to see the debut of the large programme in... Um, the in large programme. Big Show versus Shaq confirmed. Um, I mean, it's another giant. It's, 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 it's another giant for Cody to slay, isn't it? So, oh, what if, what if he was the giant that Jay Cargo was really talking about? What if Big Show replaces Shaq next week? What if Big Show just comes out and annihilates Shaq during his and takes his place in the match? That'd be quite good. To be to be fair. Um, Big Show and Cody had some awesome matches in WWE, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be terribly upset about that. I was going like, to say he's coming back to step through a table and give the belt back to Cody, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but the, like um, his match at WrestleMania with Cody, I thought was a really good match. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was, a, it was a, a pretty dark period of WWE, but that was a pretty decent feud. Yeah, it was some some of Big Show's uh, better work at the sort of tail end of his career. I thought so. Let's see. Was, you say tail end of his career, but that was like over five years ago, and we're still talking about it. Him was, I mean, he looks it better was. now than he did then. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a very, very, um, as I said, come from absolutely out of nowhere. This, well, um, I just, I just showed Sarah the uh, the picture when she got off the phone. Then, and um, her first words yeah. to me were, "Wasn't isn't he still in WWE?" To which my response was, "Well, that's what the entire internet thought." So. I knew his contract was up. I didn't know when it was up. Like, there, there was a report about it. I'm trying to think when it was. And it's, it's, inter- like- it, it's interesting that he's chosen to, to move companies because he's the type of guy who's sort of set for life in WWE he wants to be. He, he's definitely one of the guys that you'd expect to be a lifer in WWE. It's like Jericho. Um, he was one of those guys he could have stayed there as long as he wanted on his terms, done whatever he wanted. He must, if he's come, um, over, if he's come over to AW, either he's got he's really fired up by something that they're doing here. Like there's a real, something that, something that they've sold him has really lit a fire under him. There, there was a couple of uh, really good um, comments that Big Shorty made about that, about how exciting like the company was and how he really likes what they're doing. Um, also, it can't be overlooked as well. Um, obviously, we've been kind of debating it in our group chat for the podcast um, since, pretty much since it happened. Um, about like joking about obviously the, the likelihood of the big show and Shaq and all the stuff like that happening. <laughs> but also, um, but yeah, my well, watch just went off there. <laughs> ben just, I'm not a giggle to himself. <laughs> um, 
just before I started laughing. Um, yeah, but also the other thing is he's a like which kind of gets overlooked is that he's a guy who's been around wrestling for like the better part of thirty years. Yeah, and he's been like, in, he's been in like two major companies. Yeah, he was uh, an evil Santa Claus and Jiggle all the way. You know, he's got pedigree. And yeah, he's a crossover star as well. I didn't even think of that until you just said that. Like, he he's a guy who's recognizable from to people who if if they don't watch wrestling, they'll know him as like Captain Insano. Yeah, I was going to what was his name of his character in Waterboy? It was Captain Insano yeah. or Big Evil Santa from Jingle All the Way. He, he's been in so much, and he's uh, been around well, the, so the, the much. Classic, the classic comedy. Yeah, he's a. He's, he's definitely like someone who's a really good acquisition. But as I say, he's he's someone as well who's very knowledgeable of the business. Um, yeah. And regardless, like the amount of like young up and coming guys they've got in AEW, I, again they're getting like this really good sort of pedigree of guys to sort of mentor these young talents. Yeah. And that's one thing that I feel like is probably getting a little bit overlooked. By everyone just going, oh, they don't need WWE stars to um, like just just get him, just, just get him, give him one hour a week with Nick Camarato. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, so just um, train him and like to chat or Bear County or Bear County or whatever, whoever. Just give him Anthony just, a go go. He's a big yeah, fucker as just, well. Just give just give him a hoss a week to just sort of train up. Um, um, you know, yeah. Uh, Re- Wrestle votes made a very interesting statement about this, um, where it was. Obviously, WrestleVotes being a WWE insider and news source. Um, I don't have anything insider to add to the Paul White AW signing news, except for the fact that the line of communication is open and all are listening to offers. When it's time for new contracts, this t- when it's time for new contracts, this news should hammer ho- that home. Everyone listens, everyone. So I don't know whether that means that there could potentially be more more to it than that. Like, may, I mean, maybe that, maybe that means what, there's what, another what, WWE, big what, WWE name. What they're basically saying is it's all up for grabs, basically. Yeah. Um, nothing's, one thing, nothing's set in stone. No one's, no one's untouchable in terms of, yeah. you know, this is... With with that being said, one thing that's very interesting, and I fucking hope to God it isn't this, um, as because obviously they're announcing big shows other uh, commentary partner tonight on the, the new show. Mm-hmm. And with them saying everybody listens to everyone, um, a person whose contract expired a few weeks ago, which was quite heavily publicised, who's a commentator, is Jerry the King Lawler. I was about to say, yeah, I've got, I've got like, yeah. Now I don't want him to go to AW, but I mean, that's a, that'd be another big fucking name. Like, I'd be an interesting commentary team as well. I hope it isn't, but. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be. You know, I'm, I'm not going to stop watching if he's if he's on. It might put me off watching Dark Elevation from the get go, though. Like, I'm intrigued to see what kind of a commentator Big Show is. I think, as I say, I think he's a very, very uh, clever guy when it comes to like the wrestling. Oh, so the thing is, I don't think Big Show will be able to do play by play, so I think they need a play by play guy. Mm. And so they yeah. have to. They have to. They wouldn't be able to. Law, you know, law is not play by play. He never was, and he certainly isn't now. Um, as it be a good play by play, I guess. What if Mike Tanay's going back, mate? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I couldn't. If Mike Tanay comes back, I hope Don West comes along with them. Or there's just lots of memes of, oh my God, Don West's grown a lot. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, we, we thought it was appropriate to kind of cover that before. It's literally the biggest. Pre- if you go on wrestling Twitter right now, it's literally the only thing people are talking about. <laughs> It's the yeah. biggest. It's the biggest breaking news story, and and there's been a few, a fair few big stories this week, um, with regards to sort of AEW and and sort of wrestling. But this is this is going to uh, obviously push them all to the second page. Yeah, um, th- this was something we felt we couldn't really ignore in regards to, um, obviously as as we we've, we've touched on, they're going to announce more to do this on Dynamite. Obviously, tonight. we don't we don't we don't mean to take away from you know the coverage yeah. of the women's tournament, which. You, you know, once again, has delivered a, an hour of, of extremely entertaining, solid action. Yeah, um, but yeah, we thought it would be be kind of a good way to sort of bridge the gap, time like time and wise between what we're going to cover on Dynamite with in regards to this and what we know so far. Because yeah. this, hopefully, we'll have this released before Dynamite tonight. Um, but yeah, 
without further ado, should we get into the women's tournament, Big Tasty? Because, yeah, so my the, oh the, my, what a show. The format they had was weird. So we started with an American bracket match, and then we had two Japanese matches, and then we finished with an American bracket match. So it was kind of like a, a sort of a daily's place sandwich. Yeah, it was almost like it was a bit of lazy editing, wasn't it? It was, I mean, it was quite jarring <laughs> to go from like Daly's place with full Titan Trons and everything and entrance ramps to like literally Emi Sakura's garage. Yeah, I, I, I was, I'll be honest with you, I I thought either of the Japanese matches could have actually closed the show because it was a, it felt like a bet, bigger, better moment. Yeah. And I felt like it unfairly kind of took away from the Britt Baker, Maddie Renkowski match. Um, I mean, the Japanese matches, spoiler, the, the two Japanese matches absolutely did it for me. Oh, God. <laughs> Heel Emi Sakura is my favourite. She's fucking awesome. I mean, I'll talk more about her when we get into the... Um... She's a horrible, horrible person. I love it. Yeah. Um, but for, I mean, first we but, need to talk yeah, about... If you, want, if you want to talk about horrible, horrible people, we've got um, Nyla Rose, who is... So instantly, zero, yeah. star, zero stars for this match because Nyla Rose didn't come out even on her fifth. So I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got to say Nyla looked fucking awesome in this matchup um, the best Nyla's looked for a while I think um, so just before this they did announce as well that uh, Anna Jay is injured she's going to be out for a year or up to a year with yeah her. I mean that, that really sucks and it's it's sort of testament to how much AEW have made me invest in like her and the Dark Order as, as characters and as people that like I had like a a sort of bottom of my stomach drop out moment when I when I read that news that she was out for, for I was I was absolutely gutted when I heard this yeah she's someone I really enjoyed enjoy watching and She's someone as well who's really growing as a wrestler. Like, yeah, she's imp- she was improving every week, and you got the feeling she was yeah. on the cusp of something pretty big if she carried on on that trajectory. And it's, I mean, you know, hopefully we, we wish her all the best and hope she comes back as soon as possible and as strongly as possible. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it's been it's been heartbreaking just watching all the other members of the AW roster like tweet message of support and and sort of tell show how how devastated they are. Like, John, I thought John Silver was going to like legit cry on camera. Um, John John Silver's twist has been absolutely heartbreaking when he's talking about it this week. Yeah. Um. But yeah, wish wish all the best to Anna Jay. Uh, get well soon. Come back even better because she's like she's definitely one of the futures of. Uh, the women's wrestling the, 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 the sort of silver lining here is she is very very young so she does have time on her side here yeah. so yeah thank yeah. Um, yeah wish her well um, but yeah then we got to Nyla Rose versus Anna Jay's best friend Ty Conti um, this this was a really cool match I really enjoyed this yeah. um, as I say Nyla was working a little less of a power game and a bit more of a technical game Um both women like similar heights. Uh, Obviously, Nyla, Nyla, like, Nyla had the power advantage when she did. Nyla, yeah, Nyla the, had the power advantage, but uh, there was a cool story where um, Ty Conti was like, a, she'd wrestled Nyla twice and just pretty much been disposed of quite quickly twice. And this was uh, this was her kind of trying to prove how much she's improved since. And she's another one who has improved leaps and bounds in the last couple of months. Um, yeah. and she she looked great in this match I mean spoiler yeah. N- Nyla wins obviously no one really thought that Ty Conti was going to beat Nyla Rose um, but it was not a, it was not a squash by any you know, by any measure yeah um, the fact that um, in like Nyla had to sort of resort to desperate like tactics was like really a testament to how how close Ty had there at times um, yeah. Ty, so there, actually, there, there was actually a spot where Ty had the pin um so, so pop sort of probably through the match, um, Nyla comes away from the turnbuckle with the turnbuckle cover after like a, a roll up attempt, and Aubrey yanks it off her and like starts faffing about the tree stakes, tries to put it back on for a second, and then eventually she throws it out the ring. But while that's happening, um, Ty rolls up Nyla for more than a three count, and yeah. by the time Aubrey gets back in position to make the count, she only gets a close two. Uh, so, so they they literally show that. Look, Ty had her beat here. This is this is like a match that she should have won. It was obviously, and then Nyla went beast mode, and yeah, big problems happened. Yeah, but. I hope we get like a rematch between these two because it would be an, it'd be a good story, but also they've got really good chemistry together. Yeah, um, I, uh, I had I had the fear when when I saw that this was in the brackets because I thought, oh no, it's just Ty's got this great momentum and 
you know, she's going to get squashed by Nyla, and obviously Nyla's going to look strong throughout the whole tournament, and she's going probably going to go, you know, to the finals. Um, and I just don't want that to happen because Ty's got all this momentum and she looks really good and she'd put in some really good matches. But then they let her have this really competitive, really hard hitting, pretty damn decent match. One of, I'd say, instantly one of the top ten women's matches in AW. I'd say I think it slots right in there. Yeah, it was a really good match. Um, there was a bit where Nyla dragon screwed Ty and. Oh, the, the the rope on one, and it looked yeah, like she I, looked like she literally just destroyed her knee. I did a little sick in my mouth when I saw the angle ties leg bent. Um, <laughs> obviously, ties a um, martial artist, and she's got like uh, a lot of flexibility. But fuck me, that that angle didn't look natural. At coming, all. coming off the news that day of both Anna Jay getting injured and Brooke Havoc tearing her ACL, like my, all I was thinking yeah. was, no, please don't do shit like this. We we can't afford no, anymore. Oh no. Um, yeah, uh, there, there was a really cool spot where um, Nyla's just like pinpointing the knee and Tylock's in a knee bar from nowhere. And yeah. it kind of even the odds of it. Um, she reverses a beast bomb with a runner as well again. She was just like, it was like a really nice progression of going from being absolutely annihilated by Nyla Rose. Um, well, it's just showing as well that although she'd lost twice previously, she'd almost like taken on. She always knew what was coming this time, and so she sort of like prepared. I say she lost twice previously. I think that was a wrong fact from Scala because I'm thinking about it. Anna J and Tycon. She, she, she's definitely lost before once. She's lost in a singles match, but Anna J and Tycon beat um, beat Nyla and Cameron, didn't they? Or Ari and Andrew. So I'm thinking they got that wrong. Oh, was that in the... Yeah, that was the first round of in the... In the win tag tournament, yeah, because... That's what Excalibur said when they'd faced each other previously. That's what, yeah, that was when Cameron like tagged herself in and got pinned and then Nyla went nuts on her, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Th- thanks a lot for making us look stupid, Excalibur. <laughs> shut up, Excalibur. Yeah, shut up, Excalibur. Um, there was a really nice running knee in the corner as well by Ty. And then... She like did a load of judo throws and a really really nasty looking hammerlock DDT on Nyla. Oh yeah, she yeah, she did that like sort of like like leg sweep sort of lean back takedown a couple of times on Nyla, which was good. Mm. So, sort of like, used her momentum against her and sort of used her weight against her, which was very clever and a very a very sort of MMA way of, of approaching a, a problem like this, which yeah made it sound made it seem really legitimate. Yeah, um, yeah, there, there was a lot of. Um, a lot of like really hard looking like strikes as well. They were there was a bit where they were just trading chops with each other, and then um, <laughs> then Nyla just slapped the piss out of Ty. Yeah, and, and Ty um, just slapped the back. Credit to Nyla in this match because and Nyla in general in AW because like one of the things that I don't know if people notice about her is she literally doesn't tell anyone to hold back when they're in the ring with her. Like she takes everything yeah. like full speed, full force to the face, and she just she just has it all. You know, she um, she makes people look good because she lets them like unload on her. Yeah, I, I think with with Nyla, like she's she's one of those um, wrestlers where a lot of the time people, especially like especially in the modern day product, people aren't like always huge fans of the powerhouses, or they don't really they kind of overlook how like multifaceted the powerhouse can be. And Nyla, even though she that is a style, she's a powerhouse. She's got like really good technical games. She's got really good like sort of strong style game. She's got like so many like different facets to her, her yeah. style. But... She's I mean they act, they spoke on this, like Excalibur was saying like Nyla has wrestled many of the women in the Japanese bracket already. She's she's been to Japan. She's she's wrestled extensively in Japan. She's been all over the world. She's competed with some of the best in the world. You know, she's not she haven't just plucked her out of a, a sweaty gym in the middle of, you know, fuck all America. Like she's she's a, a world travelled professional wrestler who has extensive experience in different styles. Yeah. And she really shown that in this match as well. Um, so yeah, as you as you were saying before, um, Nyla gets locked in a dragon sleeper, tries to go into like the corner and accident accidentally exposes the pain buckle with those absolutely um, fire yellow nails that she's got. Um, yeah, there, there was a bit as well where um, she was going for the beast bomb uh, earlier in the match, and like Ty's like trying to fight out into the corner, and Nyla just raped her back with her nails. Yeah. I was like fucking hell. <laughs> um, She's awesome. I, I love Nyla Rose. She's one of my favorites. Um, and if you don't, if you don't love so yeah, her, then, if you don't love her yet, um, watch her play uh, Among Us with Evil Uno and everyone, and you will love her even more. Oh like, God! This this week's especially, she was fantastic. She was ab- she had me in absolute stitches at times um, when she was being a detective. But back to the match. Um, 
So she goes to use the uh, exposed turnbuckle. Aubrey stops her. And then that's when Ty rolls her up um, for like a five count. Aubrey only notices too late and then it's a close two. Nyla then throws her tie onto the like rampway, hits a Death Valley driver on it. On it um, I forgot about that, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, roll, rolls like a dead Ty Conti in, and Ty kicks out at like 2.9. Nyla looks absolutely shocked, um, picks her up, beast bombs her for the win. Um, Ty Conti coming out of this looking like an absolute star in defeat, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, really fun match. Yeah, every, I mean everything these women did looked legitimate, and it, you know it was it was a, a proper a proper wrestling match, like real real good stuff. Uh, but yeah, everything I was I bought into everything they did. Uh, like it all looked, like I said, it all looked legit. It all looked it all looked like it hurt. Um, they both yeah. beat the piss out of each other, which we, we've got more of that coming up in a bit. Um, we like women beat the piss out of each other. Yeah, um, there's a lot of that. But yeah, uh, great great way to start the show. I was I was. This got you again. It just gets you having a good match to start. We just get you right in the zone. Uh, preferred it to the. Well, I'm not going to. I said preferred it to the opening laugh, but you can't really compare them. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just a great match to get you into the mood. And um, yeah, and then we th- we throw across. Interestingly, this so this had um, this had Excalibur and Taz on commentary this week. Yeah, because um, we were speaking about this when it was just Excalibur. It didn't. It didn't feel like he was struggling. No, it didn't feel. Um, Taz felt very much like he hadn't had his morning coffee, <laughs> at least at the start. Of yeah, I, I think I think Taz like the reason him and Excalibur have such good chemistry is because they have a bit of a laugh and a joke. Whereas they they were kind of like, yeah, we need we want you to take this a bit more seriously. <laughs> don't don't be doing what you do on dark and making jokes and like have Taz pissing himself on commentary. No one watches that. We want people to watch <laughs> this. Um, it's not true. Quite a lot of people watch that. I was surprised when I looked at the view numbers today. Right, so um, over to um, over to Queen Emmy's Dungeon of Pain. Oh God, em- Emmy Sakura in like this new heelish sort of version of herself is fucking incredible. Why didn't we um, get this version of Emmy Sakura last, like in nineteen two thousand nineteen in AW? I didn't give two shits about Emmy Sakura in AW because she I, looked ridiculous. I didn't mind her because she can still go. Like we knew she well, was a good wrestler. Jesus Christ! This this character, this persona, this but the, this moveset, yeah. this ring ethic is everything. It is the presentation. I want, I want more, 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 more of this. Like Jesus Christ! Yeah, I like the fact as well. So, did you manage to pick up who the two people at rings I were with? I know one, one was Mesa Ruga. Yeah, one was Mesa Ruga, who was the in the first round last week she lost to Yuka's opponent in the first round Yuka's opponent the other one I do have it somewhere Um, was it Rin Kadakura no it was someone who's not in the tournament okay because so they came um, out dressed as like the Freddie Mercury jackets um, with the microphones one of them actually had um, Sakura's Freddie Mercury gear that she wore in AEW yeah like Radio Gaga stuff Um, and then Emmy came out with her like queen crown and robe and, like, robe and everything. Yeah, oh, looked like a million bucks. Um, yeah, I, I th- there was a shot where she was just stood in the corner when the when they were announcing, just like looking at at a Yuka in absolute disdain. It with, is like a e- crown and Yuna Mizumori. Okay, well, so these are two of Emmy's students, basically. Um, mm. If you're wondering, that cool. was the other person. Um, yeah, so the as I say, Emmy just looking at Yuka in absolute disgust, like this heel version of um, Emmy Sakura reminds me a bit of Nakamura in a New Japan when he like used to wear the the King of Strong style crown and come out with like a robe as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, it it, it shows because obviously like a whole gimmick is that she's a massive Queen fan and like there's a lot of like kind of tributes to Queen and that's cool. No, yeah, like, she does it. She does it. That we will rock you like hand clap and like, but it's not. It, it doesn't get in the way of of her just beating the piss out of people, which is you know. Great. Yeah, but I like I like she's dialed it down so a bit, but like now it's like she's the queen of like this tournament, or she's the queen of like the Japanese like the Joshi wrestling side I mean, of it. Certainly, the way that she's talked about on on commentary and on social media, like obviously she's trained a lot of the women. 
in so she trained Rio, she trained Shida, she's trained May. She she's literally had a hand in most of the women in this tournament's careers in some capacity. Yeah. But she still looks about twenty five and can absolutely go like lightning. So <laughs> it's it's crazy. I don't know what um, I don't know what magic she's been she's been uh, practicing, you know, on a yeah, days off. She, it was crazy. She looked like so good in this tournament. Um so yeah, the match starts with like a big shot fest. Um just that this was like a really stiff match at times. Um and Emmy uh, just like cross bodies Yuka off the apron. Um distracts Tommy and her students attack us. Specifically Mesa Ruga is like hitting the fuck out of there. Yuka yeah, like, getting, a, getting that uh, getting that receipt from last week. Yeah, Excalibur actually says um, interestingly uh, like sort of after after Emmy sort of like finished talking to Tommy Tommy turns around and sees obviously that the two students are still attacking um, Yuka and then almost to like to like sort of save the DQ like Emmy goes over and like very very sort of pretends to be like oh no why are you doing this I didn't tell you to do that yeah she like admonishes her students like why are you doing that and then she hits like a really nasty looking at it. it was like a swing and double under hook backbreaker but off the ape like off the apron it was like um, yeah, hung off the apron. And, and, and Excalibur tried to sell this like it was like somehow worse because it was on the outside, but she didn't hit the floor. She hit the knee. So it didn't really yeah. make much difference, I don't think. Yeah, it, it still looked nasty. Though. I mean, it looked, it looked lovely. and not, not, not for oh. America. Obviously, it looked horrible there, but you know, it looked great for everyone else. It was, uh, yeah, the, she then locked her in a surfboard and was just rolling around with that fucker. Again, carrying on from like last week with like really cool submissions. Um, mm. I know you, you went back to that leg sweep like STF sort of moved, didn't she? Which was really nice. Yeah, she she had a modified version of the the calf crusher as well at one point, which was yeah nice. Um, yeah, em, Emmy controls a lot of this match. There was a bit where Yuka hit like a deadlift backdrop, and Emmy looked like genuinely shook. <laughs> um, and then Yuka hit a Northern Lights bomb, and um, and basically um, like dumped Emmy on her head. <laughs> And then locked in like that modified calf crusher. Um, it's kind of like a cross of a calf. It was a calf crusher, but she locked the other leg over the like leg, the knee that she's working on. Yeah. So it kind of like added more pressure. It looked really nice. Um, she then it's a rope walk, the uh, drop kick onto Emmy as well. She just ran then, across the top rope like someone else would run like for a bus. Fucking nothing. You know? Yeah. It's just like, like we, we said, like when she does her finisher, like saying that she jumps off the top rope is doing a disservice because she literally just stands on the middle of the ropes for like five seconds and just chills and then jumps. Imagine a mixed tag match with a hair and Phoenix or just hair versus Phoenix. <laughs> That'd be fucking mental. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Emmy hits a twist invader bomb and a tilt well backbreaker at one point as well. And then she just starts chopping the piss out of Yuka. Um, the first one in particular, the sound yeah. was just horrible. <laughs> Because it, it wasn't like it wasn't like a Volta one where it was like a thunderclap. It was just like a dull thud, but you could hear like the force behind it. The building um, it was in made it like reverberate a bit more as well. Like because it was like a concrete wall building, wasn't it? So it kind of like kind of like echoed around a bit, which was a uh, yeah, which was quite um, nice. You, you could hit like a forearm that like dropped Emmy to one knee, um, and he just like took exceptions to that and just shot the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, Yuka got like a little bit of a advantage where she like um, he dodged the move and Emmy was like basically like sat like 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 sat out. But then Emmy dodged the slide and clothesline and hit like a twist and like trailer hitch thing, um, where she had her on like a shoulder and just like shoved her off. Um, Yuka then uh, counted out of the angel's wings, which was insane because yeah. she like Emmy sits out from it. You could land on her feet somehow. I, I have no idea how. The yeah, she was she was up for the move. Like she was in mid air, and then she just like landed, like stood up, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, that's." Uh... Yeah, um, hits the slide and clothesline, and then rolls up Emmy for the win. Um, big upset. Yeah, well, like she had like a crucifix, and she and sort of like flips her over, and yeah, um, yeah, very big upset. Um, Excalibur and Taz sold it really well as yeah. well. And like, a huge, well, like a huge push for Yuka as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I get the impression they kind of before obviously the world shut down, they were kind of 
teasing that Yuka Sakazaki was going to be a big deal in AEW. Uh, obviously, they made like a big deal out of it coming back to AEW. Um, I think it was in January last year, and then they obviously obviously were like giving her a bit more prominent like matches and stuff like that. So it's it's cool to see that the the clearly thinking that she. I mean, it's her already. Um, it's it's Hero, obviously the winner of Rio and Aja Kong, which we'll get to in a sec. Um, who are going to be facing um, the winner of um, the American side? Yeah, so yeah, you could you could advance us to the final of the Japanese side of the bracket, which is pretty cool. Uh, Post match, um, Emmy students run in and Emmy and they beat um, Yuka down. But Shida, who's doing if you don't know, Shida's doing commentary for the Japanese broadcast. Um, she runs in to make the save in an absolutely fierce white suit. I was going to say, speaking of looking like stars, she looked like a million bucks here as well. Like, yeah, she looked, like, she looked like the bad guy from the Yakuza game. It was fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the white suit and like um, black boots. Awesome. Yeah, so um, she makes the save and has like a little stare down with Emmy, which you know is probably foreshadowing for something down the line. Well, there's a match next week first, which we you know we'll talk about in a bit, but um, it's probably foreshadowing for something down the line. Which if you can bring this Emmy Sakura to AEW, please, then thank you. That would be lovely. Oh man, I'd I'd love it. I would love it. Treat her like Minoru Suzuki. Just just have a kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, everybody killing everybody. Speaking of murder nans, um, we get Azure Kong versus Rio Mizunumi next. And have we, uh, for anyone who didn't listen to last week's um, episode, obviously we all love Makito, we all love Fanny, but Rio Mizunumi is my absolute bay in this tournament. Yeah, I love everything. Rio about Mizunumi her. in this match, well, was fantastic. Yeah, I love everything about her. I want to see her wrestle all of the time, please. Yeah, um, th- th- this was really cool because like they they've done a really good job of kind of like booking Azure Kong as like not the final, well at the fa- at this point the final boss of the tournament, haven't they? Yeah, um, she absolutely destroyed um, Rinkurakura last week. Like absolutely made her look didn't make it look stupid, but like she literally just threw her threw her ways around and, and took the match quite easily in the end. Um, they brought up on commentary as the match started that um, this was the fourth time these women have faced and. Kong's won the previous three. They also said that uh, Rio Mizunumi uh, wrestled their second ever match against Kong when she was only 16 years old. Yeah, yeah which is which, which sounds terrifying. That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there was a lot of like sort of tests of strengths, and Kong just looking at her like, what are you doing? <laughs> just no shit, no selling shoulder blocks. Um, Rio hits one, chop. Uh, Manages to knock Kong down, chops Kong a lot in the corner, uh, gets told off by Tommy, and she like does the thing where she like apologizes to Tommy and then goes back to it. <laughs> yeah, she did too much chopping, too much striking, so she turns around and says sorry, and then then bigs up a massive chop and just also it uh, before I forget, quick honorable mention to uh, Taz saying he wants Tommy to be the personal ref of Team Taz. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I do, I do like Tommy. Tommy's uh, Tommy's really impressed me as, as an official as well. I've, I've enjoyed him. He's been so consistent. He's been awesome. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, Rio does like a little torn thing where she's pulling the ropes and doing like the mime act. And Aja Kong just comes behind her and slaps the piss out of her. <laughs> Aja Kong then like turns her back on Rio and Rio um, hits like a drop hit, uh, goes for a body slam. And Kong just like says, no, off you fuck. Uh, slams Rio, um, but misses her elbow. Rio, it's a really nice pair of leg drops. Yeah. Um, the height was just insane. Um, and then knee bars Kong. And that, that, that kind of leads into the story of the match where Kong's knee starts to like really bother it. Um, yeah, so Ryu's like targeting the, I think it's the right knee of Kong, like quite extensively. Uh, there's been kicks yeah. to it. There's, there's like submission moves, a lot of like sort of knee based, knee, knee focused offense. And Kong sells it really well. Like she, she literally um, starts complaining. She actually complains to Tommy, like saying, look, look, this is really bothering me. And they bring it up on commentary that like Tommy might have to check on her and maybe even call the match off if she can't, you know, use the knee if she can't put any weight on it. Yeah. Um, as you uh, Kong slapped and headbutt Rio and as Rio's like selling it like on one knee she just like quickly like sort of like leg trips Kong like clotheslines the back of her knee and uh, Kong's knee gives in again um, and she 
she's like throw Irish whips Kong Kong just can't even run on it and then Tommy as you just said like was that when like, she like, sort of like stumbles and goes like falls like straight over yeah 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 um, Tommy um, Tommy checks on Kong Kong says she can still go uh, Rio goes to hit like a run and move and Kong manages to just like kind of throw her out the ring and then they brawl around the ringside area um, Tommy stops Kong from hitting Rio with the trash can and like move it to a different corner yeah, so um, if, if you're not seen the match Kong comes to the ring with like a it looks like a bathroom bin like a small silver trash can which she keeps yeah, it was like, like a, a little waste paper bin yeah she keeps like a towel in there and like all her personal effects that she like hangs up on the ropes before the match and stuff like that um, mm. she has a very methodical entrance very slow she's very like a very veteran this entrance like she she sort of paces around the ring she takes her ring in she sort of sets herself um, yeah but the, 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 remember that trash can because it's going to come back um, in a little while yeah yeah uh, Kong then hits a pair of nasty looking backdrop drivers onto uh, Rio. Um, and then Rio manages to somehow block the backfist, um, fights off uh, some kicks and hits a nasty looking dragon screw on Kong's knee. Uh, obviously affecting Kong's already injured knee. Um, she locks in like an ar- that arm track triangle choke that Mahito tapped out to. Yeah. Um, and Kong barely, like they do this sort of like Dropping the arm, Kong barely gets it. It's, it's a proper like old school sleeper spot, like the three arm drops down the third one, it goes down, and then like in the last second she pops it back up. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Taz is just like, oh yeah, she's done. She's done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kong gets a really big crossbody and then goes up top. Uh, Rio pulls her off the middle rope, hits a really nice looking spear, and then a top rope diving leg drop, which again, chef's kiss. That was awesome. Yeah. Rio, Rio's leg drops are probably the best I've ever seen. Like, really good. Um, just because she, like, when she jumps, she, like, gets her legs up really late. So she looks like she's getting even more height than she does anyway. Yeah, she, yeah, she really commits um, to, like, jumping as high as possible as well, which is quite nice. Yeah. Um, Kong manages to hit the back fist and they both fall down. Um, Kong gets a two count off that. Rolls out Rio to the outside of the ring, um, grabs the bin, and then they brawl up to like the commentary desk. Uh, Kong throws the bin at Sheeda, who catches it, and then drives Rio's head into the um, into the bin, and Sheeda looks absolutely shocked. <laughs> that was that was a beautiful spot. I really enjoyed that. That was uh, that was really nice. Yeah, Sheeda was awesome on this. I'm glad they used her a little bit more because if the if they're bringing her over there, yeah, like part of the, part of the reason they brought her over there, I found out was that she's actually kind of like curated a lot of these matches and she's kind of helped like produce yeah, them. Mate, I talked about this on news like three weeks ago and we all talked about it. Did you? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, yeah, she's, she's got like, she's been producing shows in Japan for like 10 years. Like she yeah, did it before so, she came to America. Yeah, she um, yeah. she was doing a lot of this, wasn't she? Uh, for that. So it's cool uh, to see more of her. Oh, and then this um, finish, Jesus Christ, this finish. This finish was excellent. Um, so Kong's just like walking casually down to the ring. So all this time, Rio, Tommy's got a 10 count going. Yeah. And at about five, Kong's like almost at the ring, and Rio kind of gets up and sprints past Kong. She gets like the, the sort of the jolt of adrenaline, doesn't she? Like she just sort of wakes yeah. up from like from like the bin shot. Yeah, um, climbs the um, climbs like to the middle rope, and as Kong's literally rolling in the ring on like eight, Rio like drops Kong across the back of her head. Rolls into the ring, and no, no. Let's just let's just stress this. So Kong is like about to slide into the ring. Her head is like on the edge of the apron Rio Rio drops her leg on the back of Kong's head sandwiching her between her leg and the corner of the apron yeah um, it, looked, Kong, it looked absolutely savage yeah and then Kong like just rolls to the floor like hits the floor basically yeah <laughs> and that's on that's on nine and then Rio still manages to roll in for ten just, just gets in the ring just, as the ten count goes off um, and Rio wins by a uh, count out uh, keep both of them looking strong. It was a really inventive way to do a count out. Like that is how you do it, a count out victory and not make it suck, <laughs> basically. Because I was, yeah, a I lot popped, of the time, I, I popped like a motherfucker for that finish. Yeah, a lot of the time with count outs, you kind of go, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. But this, this was really, really good. Um, and yeah, that that makes official that we're getting probably what would have been your dream match out of the two. I imagine, big tasty. I mean, yeah, I mean, possibly, possibly Rio yeah, Emi Sakura. Rio Emi would have been would have been probably top the top top tier, but like you know, there's there's a there's a cigarette paper between Emi and Yuka, isn't there in terms of in ring ability? So 
yeah i i think i think as well uh, i think as well it's the story that rio managed to tell against um maki as like the bigger opponent and obviously yuka being really good at sort of fighting from being the underdog as we yeah. saw in the end of the match it's a really nice sort of like clash of styles um, so before we move back to the US for the final match, we have a match announcement. So next week we have the finals. Obviously, we also have it on. This is Sunday, I think, on Bleacher Report Live, isn't it? It's on Bleacher Report. Um, so there's an app you can download called that's just called Bleacher Report. They've they've stressed it's not on live. It's on the actual Bleacher oh, right, Report okay. app. Um, um, but they've announced a special six women tag match to go on that show as well. Obviously, there are less matches now because it's getting towards it's, the finals. It's a really stacked card, isn't it? It's yeah. going to be. Um, Thunder Rosa versus Riho, uh, the finals, and this six uh, women tag. Yeah, which... so it's going to be it's going to be Hikaru Shida, Mesa and Rink Karakura, Karakura versus Emi Sakura, Veni, and Makito. So interestingly, two, two two things are interesting here. One, uh, Mesa Ruga is on Shida's team, despite the fact that she's one of Emi's students who beat up Yuka in the match for Emi. And Veni is on... and Veni is on Emi's team, despite Emi's, the fact that the she fact slapped that... Veni after their match. She slapped them yeah. after their match. They and clearly, she... they clearly were um, very anti Emmy and wanted to be fighting Emmy. So why would you have Venny? He's made but, it clear that they want to face. But Emmy more importantly, Makito was also on that team. So, well, yeah, Makito's on there. Um, I, I personally would have probably switched the teams around, but then Ring Karakura was or Karakura was very, um, pretty much the baby face out of the tournament, wasn't she? Yeah, um, I mean, you could like probably have moved Venny and May to different to the opposite teams, and it would have made a bit more sense. But you know, it, this is maybe it's maybe it's based on like who's comfortable working with who, and, and like in terms unless of who's, they, who's, unless they change it, like yeah. But at the end of the day, it's an exhibition match. It's going to be fun, isn't it? It's going to be a, it's going yeah. to be a good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. That. I'm just happy to see uh, Venny and Mahito some more because yeah, they were two of the people that were really really impressive for me. Um, but yeah. That'll be good. Uh, this takes us then to the main event, back to Daly's place. Um, Britt Baker versus Maddie Renkowski. Um, Maddie Renkowski, uh, the announced, the mentioned on commentary, is a student of Thunder Roses. Yeah, uh, basically, very short notice of Southern Tour because they found out about Annie J suffered an injury the day of the match and so had to be replaced mm-hmm. at very last minute. Um, Thought. Thoughts on them doing on them putting uh, hair in that position? Do you think it was like more of a storyline thing? I think well, was- for, for what they for what they turned the match in. I, I, I first of all, I have no, I'm absolutely sure that this is not how the match would have gone had it meant have been the original match. Um, I don't think. Oh was, yeah, I, reckon I don't think it was a like flag sub in terms of who came in. I think they changed the whole complexion of the match based on on the competitors. Um, I think it made really good sense from a storyline perspective because it allows Brit to, to sort of have a go at Thunder Rosa. Uh, so at the, at the start of the match, as Maddie comes out to make her entrance, Brit just blindsides her from behind, and Brit hasn't quite. She just runs out the tunnel, blindsides her. Rebels throwing the terrible towel around her head, Pittsburgh style. Um, yeah, and Brit just taking it to her on the outside, like throwing her into the guardrail. She actually looks at the camera and like says presumably to Thunder Rosa, like, is this the best you've got? Like, is this, is this, or is this your best? Is this your best, is this your best, like, um, student? Is this it? Is this all you've got? And she's, like, beating the crap out of her, like, throwing her into the guardrail, punching her and all sorts. It's kind of a squash match, um, effectively. I mean... Maddie had a few, like, little glimmers. Yeah, she has a, she has a a sort of sketchy-looking X Factor, which, you know... Yeah. Uh, There was a, there was a bit as well where, um, where, like murdered her with a sling blade. Yeah, oh god, yeah. There like was some muddy laughter, like top of her head. Rip pulled out all of the <laughs> um, all of the hard hitting moves from the Adam Cole playbook <laughs> for this one. Yeah, um, there was an air raid crash I, as well. That was was. Oof, oof. Yeah, the, then there was the bit in the middle where like so Brit does like a butterfly suplex uh, that she does, and then she goes for like a fisherman suplex, and it looked like they kind of got a bit like mixed up. In the spot in the bit, um, because Brit hit the fisherman's Matt, Maddie tried to block it to like a small package attempt, yeah. And Brit just like hit it anyway, and then she went straight back to do it again. And then, um, is that when Maddie like yeah. fought out of it when she did the like the knees to the, the abdomen, so out of it, yeah. Um, she again tried to block it, and then Brit just like lamped it, um, and that's where like Maddie hit like that weird looking X factor, um. Yeah, yeah Maddie, I mean, Maddie hit some decent they, stuff. They, like she hit a lovely crossbody in the corner. Commentary. 
um, as well, didn't he? That Maddie like literally only debuted like March of last year or April of last year. So yeah, can't hold him. So it was probably the first. The it was probably the first televised match on like literally like five hours notice. So you know, mm. I think she did fine. She, she wrestled a few times on dark. She, I think she did fine for like. It being her okay. first, her first big match, she wasn't overawed. Um, she, mm. you can tell, you can tell she's not the, um, she's not like the finished product, but you, you can tell like there's, there's definitely promise there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, the match it's, it's a bit of a squash match. Uh, it ends with so Brit, what did she? Oh, the, the air raid crash, and then she put the she, she basically she, she, Brit wins with lockjaw basically. Um, Joe, she she. It was a super kick, wasn't it? Yeah, so she, she had her on the floor and then she yeah. hit with a super kick to like basically knock her out. And then she popped Lodger on and it was a, a pretty instant tap out. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Maddie, Maddie looked fine. Uh, she she got uh, just enough offense in for you to sort of get an idea of what she's all about as, as a, a sort of performer. Uh, the, my only sort of slight disappointment in a way is we did get much information about her from the, from the commentary team. Like, Yeah, um, and obviously I'll say she's wrestled a couple matches on Dark. Um, and I imagine it, it's, it seems like um, a lot of the a lot of like the women's wrestlers they're getting in for dark are from Thunder Rosa's school, which is yeah. quite cool. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we'll see a bit more. Just give, of, me that, give me that graphic tone of your teeth. Give me that Thunder Rosa's all elite. Yeah, well, she's still she's still under contract with NWA for the time. Yeah, just give Billy Corgan a bag of money and do the right thing. I mean, NWA have literally got like two wrestlers at this point. Yeah. Um, Nick Aldis and Thunder Rosa. So I don't know how that'll work. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see um, see more of her, definitely. Um, after the match as well, Brit and Rebel um, got like. Oh, a, first of all, Brit gives a Brit gives Brit gives Maddie a curb stomp. Yeah. Which was really nice because Maddie sold it really well. Like she looked terrified. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she was looking really scared for her life or whether you know she was just selling it really well. But she looked terrified before um, before Brit stomped her. And then yeah, Rebel came in with her makeup, like makeup, like mask, like an eyeliner, like an eye pen, and sort of like drawing like a crude version of Thunder Rose's face paint on like half of Maddie's face, which I thought was really nice. It was a really nice little touch, that little detail. Yeah, Rebels a. Uh... Shout out to Rebels Ugly Laugh as well. It's fantastic. <laughs> and then the sort of as the the show came, well, as this segment came to an end, Brit locked. She got locked her in like the position for Lockjaw, but didn't like put her hand in her mouth. She just sort of like locked her arms around, and and it just it just sort of ended with like Brit just like cackling maniacally as she like locked her in this like submission hold. Yeah, um, some really good heel work from Brit Baker again. Um, yeah, and then she stood yeah, up. I- she put the disposable glove like on her prone body. I, I think I think like it was it was kind of a foregone that like regardless I think that Brit was going to win that match. Yeah. So I because I, I was I was a little bit annoyed that there, obviously there's like some other women in the tournament he could have replaced Anna Jay with uh, Big Swall being one um, unless she's injured because I'm I'm not seeing her for a little while. Uh, um, so one of the one of the I don't know obviously she she's been on Twitter to say that she's not injured um, but. She is immunocompromised, so I don't know if she is being right. told to stay away from the bubble. That she's not sense. coming to tapings because of her her, her situation until she's vaccinated. Maybe. Um, also, I think I, I, I know she tweeted on she tweeted on social media very cleverly. She said she's no one's alternate. You know, she's a first choice or nothing. And I think yeah. I think having someone with British squash was probably more valuable than having a woman lose a match to her, like someone who's yeah. they've, they've built stock in. Yeah, um, I think they've, they've been really unlucky with injuries of people that they could have like used in this tournament as well, haven't they? Like, obviously, um, Anna Jay, uh, Brooke Havoc's another one who she she wouldn't have ever been considered for the tournament, but she's one she, that she seems to have a lot of stock in. Yeah, she was, I, I think she was she was talked about as like the, the top of Cody's class at the Nightmare uh, Factory. And... Well, Cody accompanied her to the ring, didn't, didn't yeah. he? In the match that she got injured in. Um, and yeah, she she he said she was the first graduate of his like his wrestling school. Yeah. So that's why. He, um and yeah, I got obviously there's like red velvet and Jay Cargo around. But yeah, it was it was good that as you say, having Brit squash someone kind of made more sense than And it had that link to Rosa as well, which carries on that storyline yeah. and, and sort of keeps things moving there as well, which is quite nice. Gives me the impression that we're probably gonna 
at first I thought Rio's like pissing the side of the tournament. And we're probably going to get Rio versus whoever in the final. But now it gives me the impression we might end up getting Britain Thunder from the Rosa in the final. Oh, on the American side, you mean? Have a lovely match On the there. American side. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Because there's a lot of but story. Then, but then who goes, who's, who's going over Nyla then, if that's the case? Brit, because Brit's against her. It's, it's, it's a weird... So, obviously, we'll just talk very briefly before we finish about the brackets going forward. So, we obviously, we know the, the Japanese side. We've got uh, Ryu versus Yuga in the final. I mean, I'm, I don't... That's a coin flip, and I don't care, because I'd be happy with either of them, quite frankly. I mean, Ryu was Ryu was bay, yeah, but Ryu was Ryu was bay. But if I have to settle for Yuka Sakazaki, I'm alright with that. So th- this is the way I'm looking at it: is there's there's a story for either side of it. There's a story like the the way they kind of structured the um, the bracket. There was a story of obviously getting Britain Thunder in the final. There was a story of getting Nyla and Riho in the final because they've got that history. Mm-hmm. And there's also like. There was also a potential story before Anna Jay got injured of doing Anna Jay versus Ty Conti in the so second after, round. So after last week, after, after, after last Monday's show, I was convinced that the uh, the overall final they were going to do uh, Nyla, they were going to do Nyla River Kong. Oh, really? I thought they were building Kong up to give the rub to Nyla, but obviously that's not happening now. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't think Nyla needs it so much. That's the thing. Um, I, I mean, she, I well, think... she, she she hasn't wrestled in a while. Like since she lost the title, she hasn't really been in the ring that much. This is a good way of building it back up. Um, she never, yeah. really, you know, she has since her rematch with Sheena, she's not really done much. I think if you want to get it hot again for like the sort of resumption of the women's division as as a, as, as more people come in, I think this is a good way to do it. I mean, it, it's we're at a point now where any of them would be fine, and any of them makes sense. Any of the four like could could credibly take a spot in that final. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at it from like people you were building before the pandemic, um, the final could quite easily be Yuka Sakazaki versus Rio. But yeah. then, I believe Yuka Sakazaki's last match on Dynamite was against Brit. Oh right, okay. And Brit, like that was when Brit started doing the whole um, applying lock your and holding yeah. it. I think that I think I'm pretty sure Brit turned heel on. Possibly, yeah. It's interesting right. as well. It's interesting by the way the brackets have fallen that it's face face heel heel in the semis. Yes. Um which if nothing else guarantees we're getting face heel final. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean the the thing is they were kind of as I say, before the pandemic, they were trying to build up Yuka Sakazaki to be a bit of a bigger deal. And they did like a little tease of a Yuka and Riho feud as well on one of the pay-per-views where or on an episode of Dynamite, maybe, where um, Rio like shoved Yuka after the match, and they both like look kind of shocked about about it to each other. Um, so there's that potential thing, but then obviously neither Rio would make sense um, because it's a rematch of that, um, and then oh, and then also whoever beats whoever like faces either of them, whether it's Rio or um, or Yuka, whoever faces them in the final, would then have like the rub of going again, either beating a women's champion or losing to a women's champion, yeah. former women's champion. So, and then there's the whole thing where Riho and she haven't like even touched yet in um, in AEW, as far as I can tell. No, they're, they're sort of they're sort of like moments in the spotlight didn't overlap to things. So like Riho was very much the focus on the other days and then as, as she was not able to compete, like she faded obviously stayed stuck in Japan, um, Shida came into prominence then they didn't they never sort of they, they never sort of overlapped like their time at the top. Yeah, I'm just double checking to see if they've actually wrestled because I feel like they may have and I'm being stupid. Um they've they've wrestled in like multi Oh fuck me! He wrestled. I think he wrestled it. Yeah, he did wrestled it all, didn't he? Um, yeah. But there's, so, there's, there's um, certainly more you can explore there, but between those two, in terms of in ring, that's. I mean, you, you, like you said, there's there's now we're down yeah. to six. We're down to the last six, aren't we? You know, two on the Japanese side, four on the American side, and you can make a credible yeah. case for all of them going up against Shida, which is great. Yeah. I, I think I think for me the person I'd want to win it would be Britt Baker because I feel like she's long overdue that that belt. The whole deal, the whole shebang. Um, the whole shebang. 
Right. I, I, my, I feel my, like you should have put you should have put the women's title on it ages ago. My heart says Ryu. My head says Yuka. Yeah. But I think for the, whole a, thing. I, yeah, for the whole thing, I think there's also a very good chance they give it to Nyla. Just as a way of building the back up. Yeah. E- either way, I think there's a lot of a lot of compelling opponents for Hikaru Shida to wrestle at Revolution. And <clears throat> once again, uh, they've hit up the park with this I mean, show. For, for a division that was um, apparently in crisis a few months ago. This is a... It's in rude health now. It's, it's great to see it's a that. Ni- it's a nice way to like rebuild it. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, so before we wrap this up, Big Tasty, what was your... I, I'm not going to say any lows because I don't think there was any again. Even even like squash match, it wasn't. It wasn't I mean, the the, 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 the the low, the forever low, the undoubted low is the injury to Anna Jay and her unable to participate, inability to participate in the tournament. Obviously, robbing not yeah. only those of a great match, but also her of a year of her career. So hopefully, obviously, that we all, we, we, as we said at the start, we hope that is something that you know she she comes back stronger from. So that is the undoubted down on <laughs> the, the low of the, yeah. of the show. Uh, you asking me what my couldn't my, agree more. Oh, it's, this is so hard to pick because, like, well, I loved I, all I loved all these matches for different reasons. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, mine was probably you know what actually I'm gonna go with Nyla and Ty Conti because I really enjoyed that. Um, but I I I like that's not to take anything from the other matches. I loved Yuka and um, Emmy. Like that I, was awesome. And so I think I think I have to just play Stackeray. I have to play the percentages here. Like I loved all these matches. On on, uh, if you caught me on a different day, I could have picked any of the of the well, any of the first three definitely. Um, but I think I have to say, just statistically, the strong, the best, the best statistically, the best match on the card was Emmy versus Yuka. Yeah, the one. Cool. That, the one. If you if you if you if you ran it through the computer, that's the one that went with the highest score. And then, yeah. so in in the for the cold simple light of mathematics, that's the one I'm picking. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and before we go, um, if you want to tell us what you thought of this tournament, you can find us on social media, um, Facebook and YouTube. We're at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitch, Twitter, and now Discord as well, Untitled Rest Pod. Um, also, Big Tasty, where can people get their uh, beer and bearding needs fulfilled? Please? Well, if you go to thatchface.com, you can find some fantastic beard products, oils, brushes, apparel, bags, everything that's all on there. Uh, thatchface.com, you can use the code TROYXL85 to get 20% off. And they also give some of their proceeds to testicular cancer charities, because they are top lads. And if you need some beer, you can go to toprobrewing.com, where we have brand new beers on site right now, ready for you to purchase. Uh, we have shipping across the UK. There is a if you go on our social media, there's some codes for free shipping. If you spend a certain amount, you can also do click collect from the brewery of your local tours in Liverpool. Uh, yeah, so go over there and get your wrestling beer needs sorted. Excellent. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll we'll probably be having this the next one out earlier. Yeah, there'll be one the some at the start of next week, I imagine, because Sunday isn't the show, so we'll squeeze it in somewhere. Yeah. Um, oh, however, we won't be watch- we won't be watching along live because. On Twitch at 9 p.m. on Sunday, we're doing the first of our open mic sessions where we're basically going to be opening the floor to our listeners. Um, so this is going to take place the last Sunday of every month going forward. Am I, am I correct? Yeah. yeah, unless there's like a pay-per-view or something, but then we could probably work around that too. Um, yeah, so we're going to be uh, talk joined by our friends at the Damn It Vince podcast. Um, some awesome guys a really good really good podcast as well you should definitely check that out uh, but we're opening the floor to you guys to ask us any questions about the current product uh, old stuff um, we're also going to be discussing uh, the topic of missed opportunities in wrestling because that's pretty much what Don Vince talk about um, amongst other stuff um, yeah we're, we're teaming up to like form our, we're teaming up to form our own dungeon of doom yeah <laughs> our own main event mafia Um but yeah, that that will be on Sunday at nine PM uh, British time. Uh, I did write the times down. I believe it's four PM uh, Eastern time for any American listeners uh, on the East Coast, or one PM Pacific if you're on the West Coast. Figure it out all in between. Tell you a bit of accordingly because we don't know what those ones are because they never put on telly. Yeah, um, but yeah, that that should be really cool. We hope to see you there. Also, we'll be having our normal game stuff at the weekend on a Saturday night. I believe Aaron will probably be doing some Sonic Adventure 
Um, I mean, if we don't let him, you'll just, 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 just pout, Bernie, so we've probably got to let him do it. Yeah, on a Saturday afternoon as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of exciting stuff to come, guys. Thanks for joining us as always. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast house.